Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is intended for a mature audience as it contains adult language and can get rather intimate. So grab a cocktail, find a safe place to listen, and make sure your kids aren't around. Hey, it's Garcelle Beauvais, and this is Going to Bed with Garcelle. Every episode, me and my rotating mix of girlfriends, some celebrities, some not, will be heating things up with provocative girl talk. Get ready. No topic is too taboo, and everything is grown and sexy. Tonight, I'm going to bed with comedian, actress, host, author of Survival of the Thickest, Michelle Buteau and the one person who probably knows more about your vagina than you do. It's world-renowned sex health expert, Dr. Jennifer Berman. Welcome to Going to Bed with Garcelle. What is your drink of choice, Dr. Jen? It's daylight out and I have patience today, but I have a glass of white wine that I've been <laughs> sipping secretly. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't On tell. On the down low. On the down low, we will not tell. Michelle, what are you drinking? Oh, my God. Rosé all day. Oh, I'm doing a little rosé all day today as well. Yeah, this is like the like the airport pour where it's definitely nine ounces that you pay. This would be $50 at JFK. <laughs> Ladies, I have to ask you, what was the last thing you purchased? Because there is some underwear being sold with Dr. Fauci's face on it. Uh, Chris Cuomo's face on it. And I don't know about you, but I want a Cuomo on my vagina. (laughs) I'll take any Cuomo. Andrew, Chris, any of them. Uh, Would you guys be down for that? I like the governor. Oh, you do? Chris's brother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's older, not as cute. But I mean, I love him. I'm down. I like any white boy that can tan and age gracefully. They are just giving me Mediterranean (laughs) realness. Every time I see them, I'm like, puranesca sauce. But like, yeah, <laughs> if it's clean underwear, because I don't have any underwear in this pandemic. You know what I mean? What the first mean? month I was no. just turning it inside out. I don't have time to do laundry. Like, Girl. we just have to see where she goes. Dr. Jen, I want to ask you a question. So because of COVID, we're all wearing masks when we, you know, go out and do things. I heard that there is a study that couples should be wearing masks when they're having sex. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> And what do we do? Well, first of all, I mean, we shouldn't be having contact or sex with people that we haven't been quarantining with. That's oh, the concern. Man. But if you're with the partner that you know where they've been and what they've been doing, you don't have to wear masks. One of the concerns that was raised recently is that it's that the coronavirus is in semen. So originally they said that it yes. wasn't in semen. Now it is. What a good so, excuse not to swallow. <laughs> Like, I already don't like, like mayonnaise. You know, it's like... I'm always like, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> you were so polite. Yeah, so I'm now. like, here's a nice little moist towelette. 
<laughs> That's really interesting. I mean, Michelle is married, so she's, you know, with her husband. And I know so you are good. newly engaged. Congratulations. Congratulations. We're going to have to talk about that some more. But I want to know for me being single. So how do I date moving forward? Mm. You can't right now unless there are people that you know exactly where they've been, who they've been with, and what. I mean, nobody knows new- that. But it's also, I, they don't nobody even, knows you that. don't even remember sometimes. You know what I mean? Because the tequila kicks in, whatever. But this is, I think this is a great opportunity to bring it back old school, like the notebook, pen pals, put a stamp on uh, it. You're right. We don't have a choice. I'm all for the romance of that. But when it comes to it, you want to get busy at some point. Girl, Amazon delivers those vibrators, honey. Listen. (laughs) We're starting to go back to work. We're starting to open up restaurants and shops. I mean, you're going to have to use your better judgment at this point. So first, restaurants, barbershops, my legs at some point. (laughs) I was like, these are places that are opening. Yes, these are the phases. These are the phases as per Cuomo has directed. I must be phase 20. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel bad for people that are germaphobes. Like if you are a germaphobe, I mean, obviously this is your moment. You get to be home. But if you're a germaphobe about dating and stuff, like how do you even go about that? Do you just put saran wrap on it? <laughs> so there was a study that says it takes a woman 13.46 minutes to have an orgasm. And I did some research over the weekend. I was like... Is there a thing? I mean, it's individually defined. Like some women can squirt, others can't. Some women in five minutes, some women may take 30 minutes. Some women, maybe not at all, you know, through intercourse. So many feelings right now. Shout out to those (laughs) girls that can squirt and can't even squirt in front of anybody right now. Because that is really (laughs) the party trick where you feel like you're going to seal the deal. It is a party trick. (laughs) Three to five minutes. I am about that life. I don't have time. I need to get in and done between like my shower and my poop. You know what I mean? Like around that time. (laughs) Not your poop. Well, you know what's funny for me? It's like, well, first of all, I got to shut my head off. I have to go, okay, the kids are not going to walk in. Did I put the alarm on? Uh, Okay, refocus. It's almost like you always have to refocus. It's like meditating, right? Mm -hmm. So it takes a little longer. I mean, I like what the the analogy to meditating is exactly what happens actually for orgasm to occur. You have to shut off the frontal cortex and then your sensing feeling brain takes over. It's a reflex. And many women, it's hard to do. I'm doing it all wrong. How are we doing it wrong, Michelle? How are we doing it wrong? I'm not shutting everything off and down. I'm just like... It, it's like a fast food. It's a drive-through. I'm like, hurry up, get it done. You got things to do. Get it. <laughs> you know? I think do you want some fries with that? <laughs> exactly. Or do you want a multiple one? Can you have multiple ones or go back to I already got twin babies. No. I don't need any more multiple anything, honey. Nobody's okay? doing anything multiple other than our children. <laughs> yeah, that's just making me feel bad about myself, Dr. Jen. Multiple squirting? Oh, Girl, I can touch my toes. <laughs> So a girlfriend of mine has this thing where after she has sex, she gets into the shower and she power washes her vagina because she wants to just get clean. And I've had guys that I've been with who are like, don't wash. I want to be able to smell it or I want to be able to smell it on my beard. I want to be able to like to keep the senses going. What do you guys think about that? Was he American? Because that doesn't sound American. (laughs) He was American. He was American, Michelle. First generation? First generation? (laughs) 
But the whole idea of power washing sounds crazy to me. Power washing is a bit much. And, you know, the whole thing, our, your vagina is a self-cleaning cleaning oven and it sort of regulates and cleans itself. We're not supposed to be squirting water douching or anything else up there there is an odor after with a with sex and smell and the vaginal secretions and semen i mean that is you know a strong odor but jumping <laughs> up to clean is that is like a little bit a little ocd you know, that, yeah a little yeah. yeah but you know to each his own yeah i mean i think it depends on the season you know if it's not what do you mean if it's not really hot, then, you know, we could chill. But if it's hot and sticky and there's, like, fruit flies, what do you do with the fruit? fruit is too ripe. <laughs> do you guys have any sexual things that you do, you know, that you do before, during, after sex? Any sexual rituals? I make sure there's no toilet paper, for sure. <laughs> I, That's so sad. I'm a busy oh bitch. God. I'm a busy no, bitch. <laughs> and my poor husband's like, can you fix this? Hashtag busy bitch. <laughs> I'm a busy bitch. You got to make sure there's no toilet paper. That Really, really. Because right. when I tell people I don't have like enough time to like get into my nooks and crannies because I'm just like changing diapers all day. So definitely I like to check down there and I like to give it a little smell check. I don't mind if it's like a little really? funky. Yeah, you got to do... Yeah, you don't. You gotta put your finger in there and see what kind of dinner they're gonna have. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay. Okay. Don't you taste the food before you serve it? <laughs> Not that food. No. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Not that food. But let me tell you this. Do you guys ever talk to your vagina? There's a thing that you're supposed to, like, say positive things. I would like to know what you would say to your vagina. Oh, man, just get through. Positive genital self-image is important. Yeah. Is it really, I, Dr. Chen? Yeah. yeah, we're supposed to feel good about our bodies, good about ourselves. Agreed. There's something called genital self-esteem. And here, at least in L.A., everybody's wanting to change the way it looks, the color yes. of it. And I have to say. I like that there's purple streaks. <laughs> we don't know where that's from. I okay. <laughs> I think I would say, damn girl, you're tight. That's what I would say to nice. my vagina. Did you have a C-section? I did have a C-section. Yes, you keep it nice and tight there, honey. I believe you. Well, honey, that's because it's been there hasn't been a lot of people in there. That's why it's so tight. <laughs> <laughs> and now quarantine has fucked that up. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I mean, yeah. So, Dr. Jim, what would you say to yours? I, you know, I don't practice what I preach. I'm really self-conscious about the the droopiness of the labia. Oh, everyone likes a meat curtain, Dr. Jen. Okay. Everyone Hold likes a, a roast beef sandwich, Dr. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hamburger bun, like the outer labia or the labia majora. Are we talking potato buns, Dr. Jen? <laughs> or we do a sesame bun? Is this an in out burger or is this a Shake Shack, Dr. Jen? <laughs> Shake Shack, Shake Shack. Shake Shack, which one has a puffier bun? That's the outside bun. That's still subjective, Dr. Jed. So those get droopy (laughs) and deflated. And then the inner labia. I can't believe you girl, you ladies don't even think about that. You have not thought about this. This has not occurred to you. So what are we supposed to do? No, I can't think that. I, I wouldn't even know if it's it. droopy. I, you know what? I don't talk. I don't talk to my vagina as much. I do talk to I my. I want to know how. I want to know how. Michelle, shut up. You're married. I want to know how. This is what you do because <laughs> this is what I my ritual to like to beat myself up and and think I'm old is I look down. I stand up, look down between my legs, and I can see them drooping, like literally sagging, like jowls. Yeah. The outside labia. <laughs> I think it's, look. But when you lay down, you can't see it. It's right. only when you stand up with gravity. But so, guys, 
Okay, but are guys really looking at that? The guys aren't being that technical, are they? No, they're not. They in just fact, want to get research, in there. Research has shown that men actually appreciate labial show, like some droopiness of the... Uh, and the labia serve a point. They grasp around... They give you extra vaginal length. They swell with blood during sex. So there is a sexual purpose to the labia and the and the length of the labia. But when one's longer than the other or when they both, you know, at least for for me and other women, they're self-conscious about that. And sometimes it can interfere with sex. So is there labia uh, crunches? Is there labia, you know, how do you tighten it? Well, there's all these vaginal rejuvenation procedures that are now oh, available. No, involving- that's not covered by my PPO. <laughs> no. I just want to give a shout out to the bigger girls <laughs> like me who have to lift up our tummies to find our vaginas. <laughs> and you know what? It took me about 15 years to be like, you welcome. For a while, I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like getting waxed. He's like, I'll hold it for you. I'll hold it up. But now it's just like, let it flop. Let it tip top. Listen. There's nothing wrong. Because it's it's all extra. Um, yeah. I'm just saying. It's a yeah. Thanksgiving a meal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanksgiving meal. So, Michelle, let's talk about you and I are both parents to twins. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Mine are 12. They're much more manageable now than yours. So last night, somebody had tweeted that a movie that I was in 18 years ago was the anniversary. So I said, oh, my God, you guys, we should watch this movie. And I told them nothing about it. It was Bad Company with Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock. So, you know... My scenes come on, and all of a sudden, it's getting a little sexual, and I forgot. And my son, Jax, looks at me, and he goes, Mom, you're being such a thought right now. Oh, yes. (laughs) A thought. That hoe over there. That hoe over there. And I was shocked that he knew what that was. Um, (laughs) And then, after a few minutes, he goes, you sound like you. And I thought, oh, my God, am I thought at home, too? (laughs) <laughs> like, what's going on? What's going what? on? So listen, having kids, having twins, Michelle, I know you're from the Caribbean. We weren't taught about sex. No one talked to us about sex. Dr. Jen, you're a specialist in sexual everything. Did your parents teach you about sex? Like, how do you know about sex? I think, you know, what's weird is that I'm in sexual health and my sister is a sex therapist and people ask us like, what happened in your family? Yeah. But um, we were very open about talking about sexual anatomy and body parts. My dad was a colorectal surgeon. So, and he was also an artist and he drew erotic pictures. And so we were very um, aware of sexual words and sexual images and deep there was no stigma associated with it so that's what i learned not to feel shame about it but literally how to do it or about orgasms or my anatomy your parents talked to you about that no they didn't they didn't teach me that that's the best that we can do as parents is to be to encourage open communication and positive thoughts and positive body image and positive issues that it's not mm-hmm. something that you should be ashamed of right. about self-stimulation. When you were talking about your son, the thought thing, I have a friend from college and she has a son in his, I guess he's probably 21. And he was in the backyard doing like this intense workout with him. And I was just like looking in the window. I thought casually looking and he was like hot, six pack, sweaty. Like, to, and my son, my twenty-one-year-old son, was watching me 
watching, watching them. him. Right. And mm-hmm. and he was like, Mom, you're disgusting. <laughs> you're gawking. Michelle, what was your experience growing up? Oh, well, my family is uber Kathy, which is very Catholic. Um, mm-hmm. Priests in the family, even an archbishop. Oh. So it was very confusing. In your family? Yes. I never know anybody who has like a, an archbishop yes. in their family. Well, it's very, it's not usual. But, <laughs> and being you. And being me. So it's, I know. So it's very, I truly am. I call myself the white sheep because I'm the lightest and also the weirdest. <laughs> and so... It has been very, it's definitely been a journey because it was very like, um, here's the thing about sex, don't have it. Don't embarrass us, <laughs> don't get pregnant, graduate, be educated. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like, well, when are you going to get married? And it's just like, well, how am I supposed to attract a man if I don't even know about sexuality? And so m- my parents raised me to be very independent, but then it was like I was too independent. I'm like, I don't So you need- never got the sex talk? I never got the sex talk. If I did, I don't remember it. I don't really think I, it was, it was, it was even like a don't use a tampon type of talk. Yeah. And so, you know, my dad is very open-minded and so he is down for a conversation, but that didn't happen until I was like 17 or 18. And this was a long time ago. So you need to have these conversations because like your son is 12 and he knows what a thought is. It's like, how about that? These kids know stuff. Yeah. So you have to and talk to them. more conservative of the, of the See two. See now? You can be conservative. <laughs> yeah. The whole stuff is crazy, but. Right, exactly. And I was very serious, like boyfriend, serious boyfriends, high school, college. I'm going to wait till I'm married to have sex. And they all cheated on me. And then by the time I was 23, I was just like, let me just sit on this dick and see what happens. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is what ownership feels like. How come nobody told me? Yes, so, girl. Yeah. Ride that pony. And it's confusing, too, in the Caribbean because it's so conservative and also very sexual at the same time with the music. And That's true, with the, the music dancing. and the dancing and the hips yes, moving, and the all that. Music. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, there's no in between. There's no, like, I can enjoy sex and, and not be... It, a whole, it's so crazy. So, right. um, yeah, that took a good while. That took a good while. But I'm really glad I, I came to the decision of, like, I'm just going to have sex and figure out what this is. Because it wasn't and even... enjoy a, it. Yeah, it wasn't even right. about the other person. It was about me. Like, what do I like? What can I put Amen, up with? Amen, sister. Thank you Girl. so much for saying that. You're absolutely Girl. right. Because so, so many times we're like, we got to please, we got to please. What yes. about pleasing us? Michelle, you have an interracial marriage. You're yes. married to a photographer who's Dutch. Yes. Now, you know the saying that black guys have bigger dicks. Yes. Were you nervous before the pants went down with your husband the first time you went? No, I'm an equal opportunity. Oh. Oh. So, <laughs> yes. I mean, you you talk about wanting to build a wall. No, don't build a wall, ah. honey. Let everybody in. Everybody got a chance. So I had already seen so many. And at that point, it wasn't even about this. I'm not a size queen. I don't really believe in that. I don't think yeah. someone should be like a size eight for me to be with them or like 12 inches. I'm just like, if I vibe with you, then that's the most important thing. If the girth is too big, then that's a problem too. That's a problem too. Oh, tight girl over here, tight girl yeah. over here. I don't like it too big. I'm like, where are you going to put it? That looks like a doorknob for my Kia. <laughs> not over here. Looks like you try to hurt me. Dr. Jen, you are newly engaged after being divorced. Congratulations. Girl, spill it. I need to know what to do. When did you know he was the one? I need to know how you met him. I was single and dating, doing the online thing and getting fixed up and being repulsed 
by men Uh for a long time. And I finally did this. I did a manifestation exercise of Oprah's, actually, where I listed all of the qualities and characteristics and values of the person, the ideal person that I wanted, including, you know, physical characteristics, sense of humor, integrity, honor, all the things. Athleticism was important to me. I listed it all down and I put it out into the universe. And about six months later, from the time I did that, I went on, I was still dating online and doing other things. And I crossed with my, my fiance. And what struck me about him was that he said, are you free next Thursday? It wasn't like, oh, yeah, hey, they want to get a drink. You know, he was like making a plan. Did you feel attracted to him right away? I felt like, no, I felt like he looked like his pictures, which was a first. I'm not repulsed. I wasn't oh. like overwhelmed and I wasn't under, I'm not yeah. repulsed. If we have to go from repulsed to, okay. She, she is very cerebral. She's, she's, she's getting through it now. And after like the third date, he was, I thought to myself, is this him? The, you know, wait, wait. And I started to get this weird, like tingly feeling and like goosebumps. Shut up. I'm so excited. And about I, this. I manifested him. I'm convinced. And Aww. I think that my mother who passed, had something to do with it because there's a lot of characteristics and qualities that he has that my mother would really appreciate and enjoy. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. And I love that you didn't like the process of online dating, but still stuck to it and was like, let me just see because so many people just quit. And I don't even think people understand how important just simple specificity is are you free this day? Not like, everything is so open-ended. I have to help my friends decode what people mean. And I'm like, just say it. Do you want me for a quick drink? Right. This day, this That's the guy you don't want if you can't understand what he's saying. Yeah. Right? If you can't put a full sentence together. Well, that's the thing. What's that thing? What's the initial W? Where you at? W-Y-A. Oh, I don't, I don't like, work in acronyms. What the heck is that? That's yeah. insane. I, f- I feel like also we think it's supposed to be harder than it is. You know what I mean? And it's not. We don't have to try and decode what someone's saying. Either they want to or they don't. Right. And also, for me and my husband, I didn't trust it for like the first two years. I was like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because- Michelle, two years? Yeah, we were long distance two years, New York to Amsterdam. Okay. So I was like, wow. I know he's probably doing something, but... I'm like, let me lay my edges, show up with my good brown panties, and just pretend to be the person I have always wanted to be. Amen. Michelle, you're around comedians all the time, right? Unfortunately, yes. Did you date comedians? Because I heard that comedians are really great lovers because obviously they're funny. But I also heard there's a chuckle fucker. (laughs) (laughs) What's a chuckle fucker? A chuckle fucker. Oh. Please tell her what's a chuckle fucker, Michelle. He's making jokes while he, while you're fucking, or he just happens to be a comedian. <laughs> no, there are there are that actually there are actually people, men and women, that go to comedy clubs and fangirl or fanboy over a comedian or even the opener, and they just like lose their minds and they're just like, I love funny people, but secretly these people always want to do comedy. It's like, bitch, take an improv class. <laughs> And just find a real person. Why you got to take this comedian dead inside? They ain't got no money. They working for a free fucking soda. Right. Anyways, <laughs> everybody's got a fetish. I have never dated a comedian because I know comedians. Ah. Uh. And no one is going to be writing a joke about me. <laughs> 
Now that everybody has a cell phone, are you nervous about what you say? No, I am not. I am who I am behind and in, uh, behind and in front of the closed door, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I've had a friend say some racist shit when she was very drunk. She's like, I was drunk. I'm like, when I'm blackout drunk, I make pancakes and fall asleep in the toilet, you dumb bitch. <laughs> so like, I am always, right. you know. Um, You're always you. I'm always me and I'm thoughtful, but I'm still going to tell you like it is, or at least how I feel it is, because I'm entitled to my opinion. You could disagree with me, but mm-hmm. I'm never going to, you know, make blanket just rude, wrong statements because that's just not me. I'm not out here to hurt people. I'm trying to bring everyone together one big titty bear hug at a time. (laughs) Michelle, your book, Survival of the Thickest, Plus Size Essays in a Small-Minded World, it's a, it's a very funny, I always felt like I'm in between, right? Like I'm not black enough, I'm, I'm too white, I'm too this, I'm too... And then even being a size 14 to 18 my whole life, it's like, you're not fat, you're fat. You're the... So I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. I, there's so many things I've had to overcome and it really is me just loving myself no matter who I am. So I can't be in your lane, I have to make my own lane. And here Woo. I is. So, Amen. Yeah, I... When I was writing, like, words that sort of inspired me, it was a lot of, like, big titty bear hug, full heart, tight jeans, and then survival of the thickest. I was just like, this is what it is. And it isn't even about being a thick chick, really. I mean, there's parts of it that are, but it really is for everybody to just love yourself no matter where you are. You know, love your meaty vagina. Love whatever it is about you. (laughs) Yes. Meaty. Oh, my God. Yes, honey. <laughs> keto. You got that keto labia, honey. <laughs> I'm going to be known for my meaty vagina. <laughs> I'm here for it. I, I got group on a shake shack. We are all here for business. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't even catch my breath. Um, uh, Dr. Jen, what do you think we need to know moving forward about our bodies and women Mm. just accepting who we are, Mm. like Michelle was talking about. In order for us to be sexually satisfied women, we need to understand our bodies and know our bodies, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, which means that we have to explore ourselves Mm -hmm. in detail. And the only way that men know how to sexually please us is if they have been fortunate enough to have been with a woman that communicated to them. And we're so busy worrying, you know, is he enjoying, you know, what's he thinking? What's he doing? And not necessarily telling them, I like this. I want that. I need this. I want you to do Apparently, I'm not saying I can do this by the way, but apparently according to my sister who has studied this, all women can squirt. We can all do it. Come on. That's like everybody can have I a six-pack. squirt tutorial. You know, you know what? We need a tutorial. I barely put together mound furniture at Ikea, let alone a squirt <laughs> tutorial. You let me know how them pieces work. I need to know Girl. how to do that. Listen, I want to get married <laughs> again. The next goal. <laughs> Look, you just need to get crispy skin on the chicken <laughs> and then touch a dick once in a while. That's it. Okay. But I think it's really great. Do you want really to get great. married again? That's I so do. nice. You want to get married? You believe in, are you a hopeless romantic? Okay, hold on. Quarantine did that. <laughs> Prior to quarantine, I was like, nope, I'm good. I can sleep like a starfish on my bed. <laughs> I'm uh, good. Right. But I feel like now I'm like, you know, my kids are going to, they're 12. You know, they're going to be out of the house. And like, I want somebody mm-hmm. in my bed. 
that knows how to do me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does he have to make more money than you? It would be nice. <laughs> right. It would be nice. Or equal, at least. Yeah. Yeah, because you can have a fuckboy. I don't want a fuckboy. Because I want a connection. You know, okay, I want to yeah. be engaged. I want to, you know, I want to be wooed. I want to be, you know, all but the things that we're What if from, like, Sex in the City? Like, he has this job I do that love me some age. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, he doesn't make as much money as you, but he still has ambition, and he treats you like the queen that you are. Sucks some toes. <laughs> All right, Nobody sucks I'm toes in. anymore. Nobody sucks toes. Toes are out. Toes, better, toes need really? to come back. <laughs> toes need to come back. <laughs> That's a hashtag right there. That's my platform. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, is being a hoe a bad thing? I've never been a hoe. I think that if you're empowered and you're comfortable with your sexuality and you're you know, sleeping with different people and you're okay, that that's fine. But there's also the hoes that basically trap his ass to get the house, to get the car, to get the last name. You know what I mean? I and mean, that's like, a gold digger. It's their job. It's, it, it is, <laughs> you know. All right, ladies, this is one of my favorite parts of our show is where we get to highlight somebody that, you know, sort of touched us, made a smile this week, and it's called Who Do You Want to Go to Bed With? So I'm going to start with you, Dr. Berman. Who would you like to go to bed with? I've always been a huge fan of um, Antonio Banderas. And I was watching him actually on a plane. And he was in a, his new movie with subtitles, which was hard for me to follow because I didn't wear glasses. But I love him <laughs> so much and always have. And he's just carnally, like, sexy. Um, he's apparently not very tall, but he'd be the one. Good, good. Ah, all right. Antonio Banderas. Michelle, please do tell. Look, at first I was like the fresh director because he's an essential worker. He got my order right. He dropped it. And I tipped him an extra 20. I said, oh my God. But it's really, and like, look, this, is, this isn't this is um, literal. This is, for me, emotional. Yeah. Al Sharpton. I saw his very emotional eulogy for George Floyd. And I said, this is what we have been missing. Mm -hmm. You know, Black power, um, bringing people together, you know, mm -hmm. even people who aren't religious will feel something. And I said, oh my, I felt something. And so, yeah, it's been an emotional goddamn week. So I'm going to say Al Sharpton. For me, I want to go to bed with the graduates of 2020. I feel yes. like it's been a hard year. They didn't get to walk on stage. They didn't get to flip their caps in the air. But this is the time for them to show up. Yeah. Show us what you got, class yeah. of 2020. Go yes. out there. You are our future. Take yeah. it away. That's what yes. I have to say. Yes, yes, yes. That's beautiful. So I got there the you go. Cheers, ladies. I appreciate you guys so much. Subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss this grown and sexy conversation. The After Party continues on my Instagram at Garcelle or on Twitter at Garcelle B. So make sure to follow me. And if you want to follow Michelle Buteau, her Instagram is at Michelle Buteau. And to follow Dr. Jen Berman, it's at Jen Berman, MD. Going to Bed with Garcelle is an Orion podcast. Produced by Orion Television, Radio Point, and Beauvais Wilson Productions. Distributed by Podcast Nation. Concept by Garcelle Beauvais and Lisa L. Wilson. Hosted by Garcelle Beauvais, Executive Producers, Barry Posnick, Garcelle Beauvais, Lisa L. Wilson, Alex Bach, 
Richard Corson and Daniel Powell. Co-executive producers, Janae Copeland and Cindy Levinson. Associate producer, Lene Sanders. Music is from Extreme Music. This show was edited and mixed by Radio Point. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and Western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.